Hello, welcome to Fun Dip and Cherry Coke, the podcast to feed your pop culture nostalgia. I'm your host, Kira Gowan, coming to you from, for the first time, Los Angeles, California. I I live here now. It's it's great. But yeah, this episode I recorded with Scott and Katie and Aaron before I moved, and um, it's our holiday spooktacular episode. Let's let's get right to it. Enjoy. Like Razor, I hardly know her. <laughs> what? No, that, that's it's my a classic Marbles. It's my specialty joke. Katie never gets the like something her. I hardly know her. Oh jokes. no, it's my favorite joke. I just don't really know what it has to do. Well, with that's the whole point. You jump into the middle of it, and they're just like, "Why would they give me the punchline? I don't get the setup." And then it keeps them wanting more because maybe they're like, "One day I'll get the setup." Maybe the setup yeah. is really, really good. Maybe it's at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, welcome to our holiday spooktacular. Um, Spectacular! I hardly know her. See, there's <laughs> nailed it. If the audio sounds a little bit bad, it's because there are four of us and we are sitting around one microphone. Um, hooray! Hooray! <laughs> you might recognize all of the other guests on the show. I am your host, Kira. I'm Aaron. Aaron. You may know me from Gettysburg. Yep. <laughs> I'm Katie. You might remember me from the Backstreet Boys Millennium Hell episode. Yes. And I'm Scotty Marvels. You don't know my episode yet because it's to be released. Who knows? Maybe it's already been released. I'm not it's sure. It's the hot fire. I think it might be... The episode where you're like, wow, this is impressive. That was mine. It's so. very good. It's yep. very good. Leia, can you introduce yourself? Can you bork? Bork! Yeah. 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 We have two dogs wow, in there. We'll Luke talk to. Uh, no. He doesn't look me. He's too, too shy. Boob. He's too shy. Um, Leia is very gregarious, so she enjoys talking when she gets the opportunity. Um, we're talking for this one about after a lot of debate, um, which Halloween movie we should watch. We decided on Hocus Pocus. Boo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Marvel's favorite movie. Scott's favorite movie. Um, it's Kitty. You're the only one who's ever seen okay, it. Okay, so here's the thing about Hocus Pocus. For some reason, all the weirdos in this room have never seen this movie, but I remember, like, um, oh, what's the name of the, like, Prancer? It literally plays on every single basic cable channel for, like, I'm sorry, like, well, yeah, what? No one's seen Prancer. Prancer. Are you kidding me right That's now? That's what you're you just, like, oh, you act like God. you're a very narrow worldview is what everyone oh, else experiences. I just can't even. So this is a, a very. This is why we shouldn't have let her pick it because <laughs> she's gonna pick some weird B track that I no think, one knows. Here's the this thing. Movie I think is she's Halloween right. Like, I think we're but, all wrong. No, I mean Hocus Pocus is big enough, but Prancer she tried to get me to watch before, it. and like I'm Mr. Christmas himself. Like I. I'm super into Christmas movies, and I've never seen it. This is something I've never known about you. Is this true? Yeah, The Claymation. I watch all of them every year, and I make Katie watch them with me. Like Rudolph and... Yeah, so... We'll have to do a Christmas Rudolph's good. Frosty the Snowman's good. good. My favorite is Santa Claus is Coming to Town because of the Winter Warlock, who's my man. I've never seen this. You put one foot in front of the other. (laughs) Soon you'll be walking out the door. It's a very long song that builds slowly. I've seen, like, um, the one about the abominable snowman, I think. Yep. Yeah. I've uh, seen so that one. That's, uh, that is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, then I've seen that. I just didn't know what it was called. Uh-huh. My favorite Christmas movie is um, The Snowman. The, the, like, horror movie? No, no, no. That was the first thought I had. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure. But I, I, saw, a tra- that for I saw a trailer for that, and I, oh, I did buy the book, and <coughs> I tried to read it, and it was pretty bad, so I gave up. And I, Well, I also lost it. 
So can we shift gears it. to Krampus? Um, no, we can't. It's too late. <laughs> because it's too late. <laughs> that's a horror movie. Yeah, but I haven't seen Krampus. Okay, but I haven't either. Th- this actually does tie in because the other movie we were debating was Nightmare Before Christmas, which all of us were adamant was a uh, Halloween movie, except for Katie, who says it's a Christmas movie. I think it's both. Which, I agree with no, the fact that it's both. But I want to tie back in because it's like that style appeals to me a lot more of the like claymation holiday movie, like, and it is. It, so I'd watch. Nightmare Before Christmas on Halloween, even if it is, like, partly a Christmas movie, I would not watch it on Christmas, which makes it a Halloween movie, in my um, opinion. Because about- Die Hard is the only Christmas oh, movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Blech. That was everybody who is listening to the podcast turning it off because no, you just made Die Hard is so good. Oh, my God. Um, what about, like, Beetlejuice, then? How do you feel about Beetlejuice, Scott? Um, well, I've never... So, I got into horror in high school on so it kind of like is out of the purview of the nostalgia podcast well because that um, kind of has the same um like the the weird animation and stuff like the sequences of yeah that's true yeah i guess it was still like when i was younger and appreciating those type of movies i wasn't watching scary things so okay. like beetlejuice still would have been not quite as wholesome as my my Christmas taste would have liked. Do you guys uh, ever watch <clears throat> any like horror, um, like franchises, like series, like Nightmare on Elm Street or Scary Movie? I've seen Stuff a couple. Scary of, I've seen not movie. all of them, but I've seen like one or two of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Okay, I've been listening to the Kill by Kill <laughs> podcast, and it's amazing. You should all check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hosted by Patrick Hamilton and Gina Radcliffe, who are two amazing podcasters. But they basically are going through the entire Friday the Thirteenth series. So partially inspired by that, and partially because it was just like on TV, I started watching all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies um, from the beginning, like with my cousins. We've been doing it for a couple weeks now. We just do like three at a at a time, and three movies at a time. Yeah. How many are features. there? Um. Way more than there should be, like I don't know, thirty, twelve, something like that. Oh, um, they're still making them. The thirteenth so. should be a big one. Yeah, we like might be halfway done, um, but it's amazing, and you guys should all check out that podcast, and you should all watch those movies because they're really good. Deal. Yeah, um, but that's not what we're here to, t- to talk about. We're talking about Hocus Pocus. We're talking about Katie's dumb decision in movies. <laughs> no, Katie's and how great decision. To suffer Katie's great but, decision. So I like. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus because we're trying to figure out what could we be nostalgic about, and basically Aaron and I haven't seen either. Well, he's seen Nightmare Before Christmas, but Katie is insistent that's not a Halloween movie, so we're watching Hocus Pocus, which will be interesting (laughs) because I do remember, like, well, I remember seeing it on all the time, and I know it's, I know it's a staple. (laughs) I just like, like, it's a. I put it up there with even Stevens as far as quality, where it's just like, yeah, okay, it might have had a time and place, but I'm, it was well I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's gonna turn out being it's way better be a than, dumb, dumb than Disney even movie. Stevens. Um, even Stevens is fine, you guys. Yeah, so that's okay. the thing. Even Stevens, I'd love to watch right now. I but would not. Hocus Pocus. Is I'd rather like, watch Hocus Pocus. Can I have you no like, idea what to expect. Why did you love this movie? Um, because so it captures for me the charming parts of Halloween as well as the potentially suspicious and scary parts of Halloween. Like, tell me In more. that they really capture, like, to me, Halloween is a very positive memory because I'm like, oh, costumes, going around, knocking on doors, getting candy. Just some I always used to do it. I, just, I always <laughs> used to have friends over to my house. My neighborhood was really great for trick-or-treating, so, like, all of those memories are really positive. My dad used to always dress up in something, like, super terrifying and, like, walk down the street 25 feet behind us. And would, like, hide behind bushes and attempt to terrify us. So all of Halloween is, like, very good and fun. And there are some points in this movie where there are, like, 
you know, B-roll scenes of people walking around trick-or-treating or just, like, the spirit of it that very much captures, like, the good and fun nature of okay. Halloween. Okay, I, ju- I have to jump in here because here's yeah. the thing. If you say the B-roll is the reason to watch the movie, that's it's like... No, I'm not no, no, let me make my point. If that's the reason to watch the movie, that's like saying I like asparagus, but only when it's bacon wrapped. It's like, no, you don't like the asparagus. You like the bacon, and you tolerate the asparagus. If you like B-roll, like, go watch... Speaking from experience go watch, that. Yeah, go watch YouTube videos of people trick-or-treating <laughs> and get, like, your heart's content. Okay, but, like, do, don't, you remember, do you remember at the beginning when I was it. like, I like both the fact that it captures nostalgia <laughs> and that it captures the scary shit? The scary shit is the other part of the movie. No, it's you not gonna be scary, It's not gonna be scary. It's not super scary, but no, it's, it's like... kids. Yeah, it's for kids, and the the plotline of it is that people yeah. accidentally like bring the very very scary real parts of Halloween into our current lives. I'm oh my god! So it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it like that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Halloween, the one where they eat the candy and they all turn into their costumes? I don't remember. No, Nobody it's did like watch Buffy. it's like people. Watch Buffy? It's like Buffy. the world is at the brink of like oh. ghosts actually coming out of their graves oh, and busters. like haunting people. Oh, okay. And well, the witches like, like the witches come back from like the 18th century when Halloween like used to be in in this universe. Halloween used to be a time when like literally the dead came back to life and walked around among everybody, and they want to bring that back. And it's about people trying to stop that. Honestly, the way you're describing it, I'm like I'm thinking it might be a little bit like Buffy. I think it, it might be a little bit like that Buffy. Have you See, seen it's that just Buffy? derivative. I've seen that you know? episode. Well, I think maybe Buffy hmm. came later. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, it derived because Hocus Pocus so is so things. integral as a part of the Halloween uh, narrative. I think we're gonna find that people love Hocus Pocus. I agree. I I think. I mean, I like think, in this room, tweet all about. <laughs> in this room, I don't know. In this room, I don't know. In this room, I'm pretty sure Scotty is gonna hate it, no matter if he actually <laughs> loves it. He's no. never gonna say that he actually enjoyed it. No, see, There's it's just, just like the way it's gonna happen. I love campy stuff, but I feel like this isn't going to be oh campy. God, it's, it's so campy. It's cheesy. Who's no, it's in it? cheesy. It's different. Like really famous there's people, there's but I can't. It's got Sarah names. Jessica like, Parker you'll was one of them. You'll, yeah. know, you'll know all of the people. Really? It's yeah. that new? Wait. No, it was like. No, it's like Young's can, like friends. We got pulled up. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh boy. And then who else? Um. So we got Bette, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Kathy Najimy, a real Oscar winner there, directed by Kenny Ortega. Another. I don't know who award winner. I'm sure. Are you being, I, no, that's the whole point. Is uh, are you being? It's not like, you know. What if you had a Tim Burton directing a movie like this? Could you imagine how good that? How? Oh wait, yes, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and it's amazing. But I mean, but Katie shaking her head. Oh, I can't encapsulate so, my massive eye rolls so, into sound. 1993, it came out, which I feel that's the same year as Gettysburg. Oh. <laughs> And I feel like I might have been like too old for this movie at age six. Like, <laughs> I, I disagree. No, I watched okay. it between the ages of like eight and twelve. See, that was gonna be my point. It. Is I feel like I was older, but it must just be a mental thing where I like felt too old for this because this would have been you know like four or five. I'll tell you what, but though. it stuck, stuck around for a while because when I was like actually watching TV on my own, this was still around a lot. Yeah, they I've, literally play it all. I've never had a roommate who's a woman who hasn't suggested that we watch this movie. See? So I do think that there's something to that's it. That's the other thing that's great about it oh, is uh, female lead character, yes. female three female villains. Like, I'm curious if that, this Spoiler will actually alert. hold up to the Bechdel <laughs> test. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep track. I'm gonna of that. keep we're tabs gonna on the Bechdel test for from it a because perspective. if so, it may be one of the few things that I watched as a child that actually does pass. Oh the yeah, test. especially from Disney. Yeah, yeah right. Um, well, should we should we watch it? No. I think so. <laughs> 
unless any, anybody else has any negative comments about not watching it that they would like to Leia's share. Leia's literally crying. She always says she wants treats. <laughs> hey, Bork. Bork. <laughs> yeah, 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 good yeah job. baby girl. Okay, we're going to watch it. Um, I'm going to get a tattoo in the middle of us watching it. <clears throat> Yay! Um, which is exciting. Are you not going to record your screams? I'm not going to scream. Oh, we'll see. I already have three you tattoos and I didn't scream during any of them. Aaron says it hurts a lot. And I've already cried twice uh, today. So. <laughs> by the way, okay. when we say getting a tattoo, Aaron's giving Kira a tattoo using old-timey methods. Which I'm so, super pumped about. Yeah, it's all by hand and incredibly painful looking. And it'll... It'll, <laughs> it'll be like, half as painful as this goddamn movie It'll make the be, movie either you way better or way worse, and we'll see how we feel about Just it. Just like this movie, except it is going to be terrible and it's going to hurt. Katie, what are you looking forward to most in this movie? I am uh, honestly most looking forward to see if it actually does hold up to the the hype that I have for it in my mind of it being just like a totally classic awesome uh, Halloween movie and I'm really excited for some witches around a bubbling cauldron of so, awesomeness so 30 second elevated pitch no that's too long 10 second elevated pitch on why people should watch this movie because I'm still not convinced because it's Halloween in a movie that's so if you love Halloween <laughs> okay. you love Hocus Pocus I'm less convinced now than what's, I was before um, what's your favorite scene that. what scene do you remember the most vividly um so there's a scene where the two the two good guy characters that are like I think like 13 14 like kind of teenage years are hiding in the cabin where the witches are working on like putting together their brew of things and there's like a a critter that they need to put in the potion that like escapes and it's like a really laughable campy scene where like they chase the frog around this like old spooky house and yeah, the two good guys are like trying to stay out of sight and like fucking up a lot. Okay, cool. Oh, it's, so a really, it's a really good scene. It sounds yeah, it sounds like Scooby-Doo. I'm excited. Okay, we're gonna watch it. Scott's gonna be a negative Nancy about yeah. it, but it'll be fun. I'm gonna come back hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. back to its relative position from before. I think this is good. If you guys want to say a little bit. I'm already recording. <laughs> you went into podcast voice. Oh, I did? I went a different voice from podcasting. I hate that. Oh, no. Um, is it because I can hear myself or what? Maybe perhaps. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. I started recording when I was talking about how I like It's slightly higher like pitched and you enunciate slightly more clearly. Good. <laughs> That's a relief. At least yeah. I enunciate better. Like, at least there's that. Because I feel difficult to understand. Katie, how about this movie? I loved it. I think I it's... I loved it just as much as I remembered loving it. It's, um... So predictable. Very. <laughs> I mean, but that that's the point in time when, like, you didn't have to worry about your movie being full of tropes because, like, the tropes weren't as defined as they are. Like, a lot of the things that we see as predictable now are because we're used to the 90s movie tropes. No, yes. this was predictable even back then, I'm sure. I mean, probably, but that's because it wasn't meant for... And it also wasn't yeah. meant for, like, 20-something-year-olds. Yeah. It's yeah. meant for, like, tweens. It was, it was cute. It was for sure cute. Scott, did you hate it? I mean, it was <laughs> what I expected. There's little to redeem it for me, where it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's a Disney movie from the 90s aimed at 10-year-olds. And I, think, I might have enjoyed it in that context, but I don't know. I think the witches themselves were very unlikable. I like Bette Midler a lot. Like, I loved her role. Was he, it made me think of, like, theater, and that was, like, the only part I actually liked was, like, it was almost a theater performance, but... 
it was like bad local theater where everyone's <laughs> acting for the first time, except for Ben Midler, who's the experienced pro, who like did whatever she could to try and save the production. But yeah, I didn't. I still just love how much she up. was having fun. She was. That's having my fun. favorite part That's about true. it. Like her character may not be likable because of the teeth and the and the weird face and the rest of it, but she had a blast doing it. And just I don't know, like that kind of like over the top cheesiness. And I will say that this movie was totally cheesy and not at all campy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love camp. I um, don't like cheese. This, yeah, this was... I would not put this in camp territory. Cheesy, yes. But her cheesiness, like, really just... I don't know. For some reason, it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's true of, of any, like, cheesy, over-the-top performance. What What? You, tell me more. Tell me more? Yeah, just, uh, just talk. I'm looking up stuff. The Halloween scenes were just as good as I remembered them. I totally forgot the whole like parents stayed out partying at that one random party that until like party. six a.m. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> good hilarious. Party. My parents never well, partied that hard. They were under yeah. a curse. <laughs> were they? Yeah, because the witch is saying I put a spell on you, and then they just like continued to party oh, until the witches died. She was just and then they went home again. I didn't realize the spell was that they had to keep. Yeah, partying. that was like the play is because the kids were like covering their ears and they were like, "Don't listen, don't listen." It's a curse. Yeah. Right. Oh. But I don't remember in the song that she was singing anything about like them having to party all night as the curse. No, but I put a spell on you. Like the spells aren't this is what's gonna happen. Spells are like Latin no, most nonsense. Of them, no, that, most of them do say exactly And, and they literally did like start singing Latin nonsense at one point, like during the song. Hmm. So, oh, I thought they were just singing I put a spell on you. They did, and then okay. the like final reprieve was was them saying a bunch of like spell like oh, shit as the kids had their ears covered and were trying to like get their parents to do it and their parents were like woo and just dancing because they were under the spell classic adults I mean it looks like a rad party like I'd probably stay there for sure I mean they definitely just needed was, yeah. to make sure that all the adults didn't come and help the children obviously yeah. needed to deal with the conflict on their own so. yeah I definitely um, I think it might have been because I was getting a tattoo for the first half of this movie but I definitely like didn't follow it very well I mean I was kind of like wait why are they doing this but I also don't know if it was, like, super necessary to follow it super well. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, the plot's pretty basic, and like you said, it's pretty predictable, so (laughs) how much did you really need to pay attention? I mean, I was like, okay, the witches came back, and the kids need to figure out a way to get rid of them, and the witches probably want to do something bad, and then the kids are going to figure out a way to get rid of them, and then those two, like, hot, in air quotes, ones are going to, like, fall in love, and then... It's gonna be good. Okay, so let's go through. Were the, they hot? Uh, that's why I put it in quotes. Okay. <laughs> they were both. I feel like they were both nineties hot. Early nineties uh, hot. No. So we talked about this. It wasn't like the nineties transition to two thousands, which was like the better nineties. It was like the the terrible jeans and weird hairstyles. It was. It was 90s. kind of like the the like JTT hot in a way, but he wasn't JTT hot. Who are you talking about? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh. But he had, like, he had, like, the like hair. Justin Timberlake you were talking about? No, it was Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. It was Timberlake. early Timberlake. Timberlake. World Hop. Like, yeah, Sean. I guess it was like yeah. yeah. Okay, not like Corey. No. Wait, when you were talking about him... I was talking about Sean. Okay. I thought you were talking about Corey. Because when we were watching the movie, Katie said that she had a crush on somebody in Boy Meets World, and I immediately said Corey, because I didn't even remember that Sean existed. No, Sean was totally <laughs> a crush on Boy Meets World. 
That would be a good thing to do an episode on. I, yeah, because I did watch that and it's been really long Topanga? Time. I think I was... No, Boy Meets World. Honestly... Are you kidding me? Topanga's the main lady. Oh, that's right. I think yeah. I... Honestly, I think... <laughs> you are going to be the one to really do this podcast. If I had a crush on sure. anybody, it would be Topanga yeah, in that so. show. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. But yeah, it was definitely like Sean hot, except mm. for not as good looking. But it was Disney, so you'd think they'd be able to find somebody better looking. Yeah, like, where was their talent? No, see, that's what I was saying. Like, early 90s Disney was a bunch of just, like, they pumped out whatever. It's like they just discovered that digital media is cheap to produce and just, like, pumped out as many movies and TV shows and, like, That can't have been cheap to produce, though. There was so much CGI. There was a whole cat animation team. Yeah, the whole cat animation team. And there was, like, all of the the fireworks and the lightning. When did the first Lord of the Rings come out? I guess that wasn't special effects. Uh, And, I mean... And that was super expensive to produce. Yeah, like, yeah I guess yeah. how expensive is it to get a cat to talk in a movie? But, like, but my point is, like... I feel like the lightning and the, the beacon coming out of yeah, the spells, I mean, you like, just that to, stuff was more expensive. You just have to pay the cat enough. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to talk. <laughs> yeah. If you the, pay the cat point is, by 93, <laughs> it wasn't like this was new effects. Like, it had been around a long time, and that level of CGI is not expensive. Like, it's like Disney... Direct to DVD. It's, that's what it was. It was direct to DVD. I think it was yeah. better than direct to DVD. It or direct to VHS. Well, yeah, VHS. Yeah, but I think it was. I think it was better than that. I think Scott. I think you're selling it a little short. Maybe. Katie's nodding. <laughs> this movie makes me feel like we now live in a much better time to be watching movies. Disney movies. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mostly watching Disney movies specifically, because I feel like there was the... I mean, I don't know anything about Disney, but I feel like when I was growing up, there were Disney movies that I watched, like the the classic animated Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped watching Disney movies when movies like this were made. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it's post-Pixar mostly. Disney is now a media that I consume. I mean, and it's not just in their animated stuff, like, even acquiring Star Wars. They're, like, making oh, sure. intelligent decisions about the direction of their business that make their, like, products really in demand right now. And this movie made me reflect on how much more positively I think of Disney now than I did when, like, I felt like this. So that would be the John Der- John Lasseter effect, because he was the one who came in and did Toy Story and, like, kicked off the Pixar animation Or was studio. it Steve Jobs? It's never Steve Jobs. <laughs> if anything, it's Steve Wozniak. Was he involved in the, the Disney Pixar thing? Was? Yeah. No, I don't know. It was Steve Jobs? Yeah. Oh. He was. He was, oh. like, it was him and John Lasseter that put it all together. Okay, yeah, Lasseter's like the creative mind who like brought Disney into the next kind of generation instead of like princesses and everything. Like he wrote really, really good stories starting with like Tor Story and what? You said princesses? Instead of Moving from like the terminal like princess trope to like thoughtful, creative, unique stories. Okay. Um, And it's still like super involved. And like anything that comes out nowadays it's like he has a hand in it somehow and does a really good job. It kind of feels like they're moving back towards the princesses though like in a way or like at least the sort of like quest. a different way. It's not like the princess being saved by a knight. It's a feminist statement now. Yeah, they're trying to fix a lot of I mean I feel like Mulan kind of Mulan was, Mulan was but that was like an exception where everyone pointed to that as like, wow, this is different okay. from every other Disney movie. So like, that might have been the start of it, but it was definitely the exception to the rule rather than the rule. Yeah. First, nowadays like we have Moanas and we have, I mean, it's not Disney, but Frozen. like Kubo, we uh-huh. Fru- Frozen. It's just like a lot. 
And that's, I guess, my biggest problem with this is, like, I don't mind kids' shows, but nowadays, like Aaron said, we're so spoiled with really intelligent, thoughtful... It's true. Like, I actually watch, like, kids' shows more than adult programming for, like, actual intelligence stuff. Like, you have Avatar, the cartoon show, um, is you incredible. I watched Trolls the other day. Trolls is Trolls my jam. <laughs> like, that's one of the best musicals and I've ever was, heard. it was fine. It's so good. No it's so good. We could talk about that on its own podcast. <laughs> Um, but it's just like that's nowadays the kids programming is almost better than what we get for just like mainstream stuff that then to have this where it's like so it's so directed and it's like you go from point A to point B and yeah. it's so predictable and just like there's no surprises and there's no challenge and nothing is expressed it's just kind of like it chugs along to its inevitable conclusion yeah. and like kids movies nowadays are just so much deeper than that I just was kind of bored and just like you know like, they, yeah, they okay, definitely here we go. make a lot of assumptions about story structure. Like, there has to be a guy and a girl, and they have to, like, fall in love or whatever. And that's actually something that I've kind of been really interested in exploring um, throughout this process, is that I I didn't really question my assumption that, like, the main girl and the main guy would just fall in love in every single movie and as I watch newer movies it's kind of like a relief to me that they don't necessarily but then I watch 90s movies and you see the guy and you see the girl and you're like by the end of the movie they will be in love with each other basically it's so strange to have like grown up with that and then like that's that's not what my life is like and it's been very hard to kind of be like oh my life doesn't have to be that like well, I feel like that's why high school was so disappointing for so many people, is that right. all through elementary school and middle school and our childhoods, we were taught that like you would have an adventure with a boy and you would fall in love. And I had lots of adventures with boys who didn't fall in love with me, and it sucked. Like, my heart got broken every time. Yeah, and I just had a lot of dudes who were friends, and then like none of them even close to fell in love with me and, and me either with them. And it was like, oh, like are we are we doing it wrong like are we doing a bad job because we're just like buddies and that was kind of a hard thing to realize that like oh no 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 it's like fine because that was not what i was led to believe was like the way it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. i yeah in line with kind of what we're saying i feel like it'll be interesting to see how younger kids nowadays grow up because they have much more of like it's not so much a prescription of, like, here's what you should be doing. It's just kind of, like, we're going to let you express yourself and, like, figure this out and, like, show you a lot of different perspectives. And, and I think we see it in our generation and probably every generation, like, kind of progresses in that sense. But especially now with, like, how much media and how much mm-hmm. it's kind of positively geared towards pushing, like, what used to be fringe issues. Um, which talking about, like, the 90s where it's kind of, like, hard to watch. It's even worse watching 80s movies. Yeah. Which I love, like, 80s camp, but I tried watching some, like, I don't remember which one, one of the, like, police movies from the 80s, and it's just, like, this is straight up, like, racist, and, like, super misogynist, and, like, super troublesome, and I understand, like, trying to keep it in perspective, but even then, it's just, like, I don't remember, like, I couldn't imagine, like, seeing this anywhere close to being okay today, and, you know. But, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like homophobia was an issue that was, like, sort of started to be addressed in the 90s and like now I think like you know there's a lot more like gender issues that are being addressed and like non-binary options that are being um, allowed for kids these days so even I mean even 
like in the past year, like I've started to kind of see what the younger people are into and they're like, oh no, I, I like don't identify as a gender. And I'm just like, wow, like I didn't know anybody in high school who didn't identify as a gender. I knew like two people. It's am- it's amazing like how how much more acceptable it's getting. And even even then, like you'll talk to people who are just like, I, I don't understand this. Hopefully like cultural representations are getting better. That's a weird tangent. Hopefully. But I feel I think I'm really afraid of bubbles in our lives right yeah. now because of like particularly what happened with the Trump election where like yeah. everyone who was liberal thought that there was no chance that Trump would get elected. Everybody who was conservative was in their own little conservative bubble mm-hmm. where they didn't think Hillary had a chance and we are participating in this bubble where we're seeing all this change but yeah. like maybe there is a counter bubble that is still watching movies from the 90s or is digesting a completely different part of pop culture right. that isn't moving forward in any of those ways. And I think whatsoever. that's, I mean I, I bet like a lot of culture these days isn't like I bet there's still a lot that is like reductive or assumptive assumption making or a bunch of hocus pocus Um, but, but yeah, that is, that is true. I am also worried about that and I want to open people's minds as much as possible, but it's, it's like, it's startling to even like, even as a 30 year old and like knowing that like people don't have the same mind, like encountering that is startling to me still. Um, let's get back to the movie. (laughs) Um, movie, we watched a movie. Guys, Thora Birch is in this movie. This, know, that blew your mind way more than any of ours because I don't think any of us have any context. I think you're the only one who had a reaction to that. So, uh, I'm started. mostly just astounded that you recognized an eight-year-old child as her like adult actress self and like called it, looked it up, confirmed it. Thora Birch is very, very famous. Um, we started watching this movie. I was like, is that Thora Birch, you guys? I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's Thora Birch and you guys were like, who? And I was like, Thora Birch, you know, from the movies. And you guys were like, who? Nope. nope. <laughs> um... Which I am, I am shocked and devastated. I've seen American Beauty. You said right. American Beauty, and right, I, most people would probably know more like American, American Snooty. I recognized her, and why this is not that That's impressive is I recognize her from Now and Then, which was probably filmed in like 1995, 96. I've never so. heard of that. What? Well, that would make sense why you recognized her exactly then, because she was it would only be then. a couple yeah, years exactly. forward of this. Um, so that's why it's not that impressive. But I am devastated that you guys haven't seen Now and Then. I'm sorry. Especially you, Katie. It's also got the best soundtrack of any movie I can think of. Oh, it's the Trolls. Are you talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, because that has the best soundtrack. I mean, I understand, but like now and then is better. I mean, should we just listen to the Troll sound? I think we need to let your listeners decide. Okay, we'll, play the troll we'll make a poll. Oh, we'll put a make poll. Make them listen to that for it's like forty minutes. We're not gonna make but anybody listen to anything, but I'll put a poll on Twitter. Um, the troll, now and then trolls versus now and then. Okay, okay. Uh, That's a real. Let's right. let's argue it. We'll each have thirty seconds to argue our point. Um, I can. Cut okay, it. I'll do it in three. Hold Justin hold Timberlake. Oh, sorry, that was only. One I was second. timing it. Hold that, on. I know you don't need it. Justin Timberlake. Check it out. He produced it. He's sang on half of it. He's not, gonna make any other, he's not going to make any other arguments. Okay, well then I'll just make That's my argument. That's all I need, I mean. time it. Now and Then has incredible classics like Knock Three Times on the Ceiling If You Want Me. I love, um, I love that song. Thank you. Don't um, it has Signed, Still Delivered. <laughs> I'm yours, I think. Um, it has a lot of like really fun, you know, like 60s. What's it about? Um, it's a coming of age story about women. Okay. And you didn't ask that about trolls. <laughs> I've seen trolls. Yeah. 
Because it's a classic. It's a coming-of-age story about trolls. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now and then also has um, Christina Ricci and Rosie O'Donnell are the only two other people I can remember. Oh, my God. It's such a good movie. I can't believe you guys haven't seen it. Anyways. Now I, and then I don't the want to make a judgment about the soundtracks until I can listen to Now and Then soundtrack. Um, I think I might have it, like, literally in my car right now, like, okay. on a CD. Let's go listen. It's we'll so go good. Around and listen to it. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's the best. Okay. Um, but Thora Birch is in it. Thora Birch was in this. I was very um, pleased to see her in something else. So that kind of immediately like set me in the mood. You'll have to do a Thora Birch follow-on episode. I, I love you, Thora. You Birch. keep saying that, and I like hear Thor, and then my mind cuts off the rest of it. So I just keep thinking <laughs> we're talking about Thor, and it's just like I get real excited, and then it's just like, oh wait, no, I don't, I don't know this person. And when you this say Thor, Thor, I think of Noah Syndergaard, the ace pitcher for the Mets. Who's yeah, the guy who throws like a hundred miles an hour, oh doesn't he? And has the dreamiest hair. Speaking this of baseball, speaking speaking of, of baseball, did you see that? Chapman just threw like a hundred five mile per hour. Oh pitch. shit, dude! It was I like thought he could already throw a one hundred six. No, or it, it broke the record. It might have been like one hundred seven or one hundred eight or something. But he like threw it and just like stared the batter down. And he like knew that he broke the record and just yeah, was but so like ruthless. was it a ball <laughs> so or a good. strike? It was a strike. It was strike three. Okay. The guy like had no chance. Oh, that's the perfect time to break it. So good. Did he yeah. sw- swinging or was it in the zone? It, it was that swinging, means. but he yeah. Got humiliated. Oh, yeah. So it was what team is he on? He's on the Yankees. Okay. Jeez, of course he is. Classic. Of course. Wasn't he on the the Mets? Yeah. And then he, like every player, whoever gets big, goes to the Yankees yeah. there for their twilight years. Ugh. Yeah. And then as soon as they're done on the Yankees, they send them back to the Rockies, like Jason Giambi. That's yeah. amazing. That was great. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we talked about baseball in the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure we do a whole episode on it. Um, Field of Dreams. Yeah, I was just gonna say you need to find movie. like a nineties baseball movie that you can watch. I ha- I still haven't seen like most baseball movies. Like um, A League of Their Own, I haven't seen. Oh, that's pretty good. I don't think I've seen Field of Dreams. I've seen Angels in the Outfield. My that's uncle was in Major about. League. Who's oh, Major League is really good. Who's in Major yeah. League Three? My uncle. Shit, dude, really? Charlie Sheen. He was. He was. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I knew. Uh, <laughs> he was like a pitcher in. What's well, not professional, but amateur like triple A yeah. okay. baseball. He was a good pitcher, and he like threw some pitches for one oh, of the cool. finale games. So that's awesome. He was yeah. Anytime you want to talk about yeah. It. So I know a lot about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah, tell me about like ground rules. A friend of mine recently documented Rumble the first levels. baseball game in Denver. Oh. 1960, 61, oh, cool. 61. Um, I will talk to you about that off the air because that sounds fascinating, but I don't know if it's interesting to uh, the listeners. Yeah. yeah. We're talking <laughs> um, about baseball. But that sounds super fascinating to me. I went to a baseball game like a week ago. It was fun. The Rockies won finally. Are you gonna become a Dodgers fan? I am. Yes. <gasps> Um, I mean, you could like, you don't have to be Dodgers. You have a couple options there. You can I do, am not going to be an Angels fan. You could be an A's fan. Uh, too far. Tickets are real cheap. Yeah, I have to go all the way to Oakland. I was five. I, I played on the Boulder Dodgers. T-ball for the A's. So oh, cool. Yeah. So Aaron's kind of. I have a deal. connection. I would like to be. Uh, I would like to be an A's fan if I lived in Oakland. I no, absolutely would be. No. But then you'd also have to be a Raiders fan. And you'd have yeah. to be against no. the Mariners if you're an A's. Person. I don't care oh, about any of this. That's true. No, I'm going to be a Dodgers fan. That's all there is to it. The Raiders yeah, are that's bad. Fine. That's all you They're pretty good. They may have already won the are World Series by the time this episode drops. They cheat fingers crossed. They cheat a lot. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be living in Echo Park, too, which is like 
like my commute is going to go past Dodger Stadium. I'm super That's, pumped. I have been to Dodger Stadium once. It's I never nice. have. I'm fun. excited. I'm gonna go. Maybe I'll go to a postseason game. The can we talk about the best part of this movie? What was your favorite part of the movie? I have the a feeling. sexual harassment on the bus. Can we? <laughs> Kira loved but that I did part. write. Wait, <laughs> the record show. Kira loved that part. Go check it out if you don't. Know uh, can you guys all guess what my favorite part of this movie? The was? dead zombie for sure. You loved his moves. Okay, Katie, what's your guess? My guess is it has to do with the dead zombie. The undead zombie. Sorry. Undead zombie. And it's when the bus runs over him in the sewer grate and his fingers get chopped off and they wiggle. Okay, Aaron, what's your guess? I think it was a uh, I honestly, I have no idea what part of this movie. <laughs> you were tattooing like, for the whole I was busy for part of it, and also, yeah, I just don't know. Guys, it was the talking cat. That was the obvious answer. I thought it was going to be a specific scene. Yeah, I know. It's just the fact that there was a cat that talked that looked like my cat. So, so Kira didn't really watch the brain that bad. I just, it was like a B grade Salem. Like I just wish. I'm sorry. Also, Salem was just ripping off that No, Salem was so much better though. He was like sassy, smart, and helpful, and not like. Okay, he was like, this was the first, this, this was the first talking cat in cinema. Salem, Sabrina is a reference to this movie. This just proves my point that Hocus Pocus is like the trope of Halloween movies is that Sabrina the Teenage Witch literally just references well, it the whole entire goddamn Salem that, that is ridiculously animatronic point. too. Like, That's Salem what I love though. Very animatronic. Yeah, they improved okay. him later on. Yeah. So it's like original series Star Wars versus. The, the prequels, right? Where, like, I'd rather have the animatronic, even if it's clearly no, not real, but then have, like, some no, cat that's, like, Sabrina the Teenage is the original CGI. Star Wars trilogy. Um, okay. okay, you're not wrong. Yeah. But can we talk about that zombie guy? Yeah, the zombie guy was good, too. His like makeup it. was the best. Can we talk mm. about how he reminded me of the drunk guy in Wayne's World Did you look time? it up to see if it was the same actor? I didn't. Because <laughs> that would be pretty funny <laughs> But it looked was. like the guy who's just always in the background, like, puking in Wayne's World. He totally reminded me of him. <laughs> he had the same hair and the same and the same stitches across like, his mouth. Same vibe. pallor. No, the guy in Wayne's World had a little bit better of a pallor, because he was yeah. living. Wayne's oh, World he's not. Living always helps yeah. with the pallor. time. Um, did you guys know that my very first episode, I did Wayne's World, and I just did it by myself. <laughs> That's <laughs> like pretty Sitting in my kitchen, like, with a bottle of wine at, like, 10.30 at night, just sort of talking into a microphone, just did to, you, like, see if it would work. Did you ask yourself schizophrenic questions? I didn't ask like, myself. Hey, Kiro, what did you think about this part of Wayne's no, World? No, I should have. Should I just have went really through my really notes. Like, I was like, ba, 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 and I went through my notes. It was, um, adorable. Maybe someday I'll release it if I get really desperate, but, like... I mean, the audio quality is great because it's just me talking to a microphone. Mm -hmm. But like, boy, oh boy, is it boring to do a solo episode? I'll tell you what. What was your favorite part of the movie, Erin? Um, was it the part where you tattooed my ankle? Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it looks so good. By I me. liked. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. I. Yeah, maybe I didn't like anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, that's, that's what you know, my favorite part was the end credits because I was like, thank God, I've been put out of this misery that I. It wasn't like, that bad, Katie. Sarah Jessica Parker looked good. She did look good. I liked her makeup and her hair. It didn't pass the Bechdel test. It did not even no, remotely. It, so I was thinking that we're like about witches, like nine women and which is bizarre. They never yeah. talk to each the other. Witch, about the witches themselves talk to each other about eating children and did not have romantic interest in men. But they're almost well, like that passes them. Yeah. That, that qualifies. I don't know. So the they're almost like one okay, character then. though, so because they're only there as a foil <laughs> to the main characters. Feminists. But like, 
they didn't really interact with each other. They were just there to foil against the like main characters. So then when you looked at those interactions, it was like the mom and dad who kind of interacted with each other, and then the main girl who interacted with the guy who she then liked. Right. And which that was it though. Like it's a super small cast. I don't know. I feel like they're they're more than a foil because you meet them before you meet any you of the other characters. Yes. And then, for villains, they're yeah. very likable. Like yeah. they're definitely like it, not like malevolent or. And like, they don't really try and like do anything besides take over the world. So it's not like they're trying to pick up guys, except for the bus. Except for the bus driver, Jesus yeah. Christ. Which like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't even know where to start. It was just like. They got horrific. free bus fare because they, like, basically encouraged him to harass them. It was awful. It was so bad. And like Sarah Jessica driving. Parker, like, hit on the driver while he was driving. She she more than yeah. hit on him. She, she was, sat she, on like, him. Yeah. You know what's traumatizing to me is that that would not have raised red flags to people watching it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you watch it now, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. But, like, Could you a man of your that? age watching that in the 90s... Would have had, would have been like, oh yeah, this is great. Get it, bro. Yeah. Do they? Like do there would have been no societal consciousness to critique that whatsoever. Yeah. And he was being so aggressive, like, super that like over and over and over. And even if they wanted to make that point, they could have done it once, and then like we like, okay, yeah, we get it. And then it's like, nope, they did like six or seven. Which is why like, to me, it's not it. them making a point. It's like that this was that was joke. them telling a joke. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. Humorous. Yeah. Ugh, it was not funny. Um, it made me, made me grateful for. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I you know, complain it's, all it's the time elevated. about how it's not Nowadays. good enough, but yeah. we've come a lot farther. We've we really have. Sometimes. We really have. It's or have we, though? I mean, I think we have. We're getting there. Yeah, but then in 10 years, or 15 years, which is the gap from that to now, we'll like be looking back and be like, we're so... Oh, now. yeah, I mean, there's but, but, like, appalling it's shit that happens, so, but it's it is kind of like It's happening quicker and quicker with the internet right you can't get away with globalization of everything like. and knowledge and information oh, we'll so. but i'm gonna you know like, reddit like, still gets away with a lot of shit i'm gonna listen to this podcast in a decade and i'm gonna be like oh god no that's so humiliating yeah. how da- like how could i possibly have been this insensitive to you know whatever and mm-hmm. and like i hope that when i do say something troubling or problematic that people who get it better than i do like call me on it um, yeah that'd be great yeah, it's good for you. It's humiliating, yeah. but it's good for you. Yeah. Can we talk about, um, can we go back to, like, those people falling in love with each other and not, like, smooching even at all? No, they did snuggle. spend a night together, fully clothed, sitting up. <laughs> sitting up for us. Asleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, in... Was that... That was after they kind of decided that they were boyfriend-girlfriend and they, the almost kiss? No, I think that was before. I'm pretty uh, sure that was Do you before. think it's rated G? I, I wonder if they it's didn't have PG. them kiss because they rated it. Can you not get away with kiss a G in a rating? G movie? It's I don't very know. I don't think so. Rated PG for smoochy smooch. Like scandalized. And that's another They're thing unmarried. That, that I'm interested in is um because like so they they did that they spent that night together they were like sitting up and they like fell asleep in each other's arms and then they woke up and she um she was figuring out something that like gets rid of witches which was um salt. So she salt was snail. shaking the salt all around, and yeah, she's like, yeah. this gets rid of witches and zombies and um, ex-boyfriends. And he said, what about future boyfriends? And then they almost smooch. And it's like, 
what kind of presumptuousness is that? That, like, before they even, like, go on a real date, they're still, like, she, he's like, oh, I'm going to be your boyfriend. They've shared this amazing adventure together. They didn't I feel like on dates. It, but that was, Their like, intimacy was already established. Back then, where you, like, go steady, then you smoochy once you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, where it's, like, the early... I feel like when you're fighting the forces of evil, <laughs> like, that should be the point of focus. But, like... Oh, you mean that, like, you should just focus on the fighting of evil? Yeah, like, it was yeah. distracting and unfair of him to I mean, do that. I mean, that's what Buffy and like, Xander did the whole time that they were fighting the forces of evil. They never hooked up, did they? Nobody knows. Not even implied. <laughs> Are we talking about Firefly? Um, yes, we're talking about yes, Firefly. Th- it's about time. Firefly Vampire that's what Hunter. talking about. Firefly the Vampire Slayer. No. Um, I don't think, I don't think... You guys never mind. No, I should watch. I should watch all of Buffy. You should if you ever want to. It's pretty good. Um, I'm totally always up for a rewatch. Okay. Says the person with zero time, but moving to LA. (laughs) If I'm ever in LA, I'm looking to watch Um, Buffy. Well, if you want to like start it and then I'll start it and we'll like text about it. Okay. You guys can can watch it and Skype with each other. Yeah, that's good. Or just text about it, just like live watch. I tried to do that with Carl once, and there was like weird echoes, and it just didn't work. Classic Carl. Is it for Game of Thrones? Yeah. I've actually I've actually done some like live watches of like um, like Neil Breen movies mostly with like the Flophouse Facebook group. And I don't know who Neil Breen is. Well, he's great. He's like the worst director of all time. But yeah, if you Tommy just like, Wiseau. No, no, no. But watch Neil Breen, you'll okay. understand. Um, you start the movie at the same time, and then you just like get in like a Skype chat or something, and you don't like video, but you just like text about it, like Facebook, whatever. Katie, what else did you remember about this movie? What was your favorite Come back part, to you as Katie? you watched it. Um, I was really entertained by the zombies' fingers getting cut off in the storm grave. Oh my god. I thought it was pretty cute. It was a good little moment there. It was pretty cute. Yeah. That's disturbing. Well, it was funny. Um, I realized that the favorite scene that I referenced when, before we began the podcast, was actually a combination of two different scenes and a cat that was not going into the potion. And it was more just like the antics in the cabin with people trying to capture each other was what amused me most about it. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. There were a lot of like, I didn't I didn't quite catch all that specific stuff. That might have been when I was being, because that was when, being that, was when um, that was when the bl- blank was Binks. being. <laughs> Jar Jar Blinks the cat. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar Blinks the cat was being trapped into his. Um, yeah, it was the olden times because he was he used to be a boy. Yeah, and then he got trapped into the cat pod. But then there was also a scene that was like a mirror of that scene later in the movie. In well, the it, modern times. it was like when the kids first got caught, they were like running around, yeah, and exactly. the guy was like juking around the cauldron. Yeah, and these three competent witches who can fly broomsticks and shoot lightning just, like, aren't able to catch these rascal children. They're so squirrely. <laughs> and that's... I mean, continuity stuff aside, the biggest thing was the lightning, where it's, like, they could use it to shock people and pass them out, but then the rest of the movie, they just coincidentally, like, never shot lightning anymore, and that would have solved all their maybe problems. Maybe it's... Maybe so it requires many more focus, and you can't do it while riding a broomstick. Yeah. All of the times when you were like, why aren't they using lightning? No, even when she was, like, off broomsticks. the broomstick, why wouldn't they just, like, blast him and be like, oh, sweet, thanks for my book, and then go do their, with, you know... I'm pretty sure every stuff. time you said it, they were on broomsticks, though. No. I think multi witching multitasking I mean, (laughs) getting back to the Star Wars parallels you don't become the Emperor by not using force lightning you know 
No, but like, it also was like, killing the emperor to use his force lightning. So maybe there was some problems with the strength of the witches because they used to um, lightning. Have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> we're not talking about Darth. Plagueis. Oh, <laughs> no. we're talking about Darth Plagueis now. You see. Do you guys remember how cute and adorable the first trick-or-treating scene was? It was pretty cute. Wasn't it? Didn't it warm all of your... How Katie started making... Miller scared the kids? No, 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 not that part. The part before that. Katie started making weird were, like, moaning noises when that scene came out. Like, she made a lot of weird moaning They made noises. fun of, was like, oh, of well. the main guy, and his sister had to defend him, and he's like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Was that one? Uh, it was oh. like where it was when they went trick or treating before he even like woke the witches up. When Thora Birch was like, "He's a little eager." Yeah, yeah and do you remember when the sister was like, w- "You should have fought them," and the brother said, "Oh well, I would have died," and, and she said, "Well, at least you would have died a man." And she walked off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like yeah. kid, you're like six years Super. old. What is this talking about? <laughs> what was the nineties? That was like Megan when she was that age. Like the the dynamic between yeah. those two people was exactly Megan and I when like, like I was thirteen now. and she was eight. <laughs> really, you were a little. Uh, oh yeah, I was 100% a wuss. <laughs> and she would like stick up for me in social situations where I felt uncomfortable. Well, actually, this when no, she was 8 sense. years old this and I was... So that's the older yeah. sibling playing it smart. Like, So I was a smaller kid and my brother was huge. Like even four years younger than me, he was always bigger than me. And I was getting picked on by some guy in Boy Scouts who was just like, hey, blah, like poking me. And Trevor ran over and like knocked him down and just like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and my parents were like, Trevor, don't do that. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, Aaron, do you have yeah. a sibling story like that? We're all the oldest. Oh, yeah. My brother's two years younger, and like he smoked me out for the first time. Nice. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are all the oldest. I guess that's really interesting. That's why we get along so well. I guess yeah. so. The proper because we we run this place. It's like. <laughs> right. Like Beyonce says. I mean, it does kind of sound ladies. like Megan ran the place the at your ladies. house. Oh, she for sure did. <laughs> but under Katie's puppeteering. See, that's and the, the rest thing. of us like, have younger brothers, let them think they too. You're the only one with a little sister, Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Katie. <laughs> you sexist. It's like have a brother or something, you know? Yeah, you no, my mother was physically incapable of producing boys. She hates men too much to ever have had boys. Katie this would not have worked Do you out. think it's a question of hate? Like, if you just hate something enough? <laughs> I, think, I think if you get pregnant you, and you're you like, you biology. are not a boy. You are not a boy for literally nine change. months. It won't come. A boys change. I'm pretty sure my mom was hoping for at least a girl, though. We got two boys. Your dad's M- will was very strong. You know, I think Dad's will was very strong. Called Adam and Jamie because uh, my mom <laughs> deeply resents having to have lived with boys for 18 years. Yeah, if you were if you were girls, she could have just dressed you up in little dresses and you would have been perfect princesses. You still, she still could have. I still could. <laughs> See if you can bring her the satisfaction of having a daughter in your 30-year-old yeah, maybe state. Then my I have a really beautiful quince dress that fits literally anybody, yeah, so you can tops. wear it. Alright. It's, um, yeah, it's like corset back, I'm so anybody can fit in it. You can try on my quince dress if you want to. I do. I don't know if you'd fill it out quite right, but We'll see. Tissue can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I have two Kinsa dresses, so we can be princesses together if you ever want. That sounds pretty fun. I think we should do we that as a tea party. photo shoot. Oh my god, that sounds Can we beautiful. do it as a photo shoot? Can yeah, we can have you a tea not party shave your beard? Like, le- like yeah, no. I need all of the beard. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, that do, you sounds want, do you want to be red or turquoise? Uh, Turquoise. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. Yeah. I would have picked you as red, but... Aaron's, Aaron's a squid, though. He likes all things that are sea-colored. Okay. 
That's true. Okay. I guess I'm, and I'm a Gryffindor, so that's perfect. Yeah. I'll take Red. Cool. Um, what else do you want to talk about about this movie, Katie? What else do you want to... Um, how do you want to try to sell us on this defend movie? Defend its honor, Katie. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Do Do I need to? I yes. Fine. I mean, my my attachment to it is, like, as you have seen, this totally failed the does it hold up test because they hated it having no nostalgic content. I mean, it's not that I hate it. Break no, no, no. I think, it, yeah. I mean, I think, like... Yes, it does hold up as a movie for kids. Yeah, sure. Um, would I watch it again? That's the question I think we're all asking. I would no, watch most the movies again, no. to be honest. Like, Would you watch it again? Yeah. Like, as a tradition? Yeah. Oh, my God. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, so, I was thinking, though, just more generally about genre, like holiday genre movies, and I feel like Halloween does pretty well for itself. Like, I can't think of a lot of really terrible Halloween movies versus there's a lot of, like... the whole horror genre. Yeah, and then it's, like, generally horror, and even when it's bad, it's, like, kind of campy or cheesy, and it fits the theme of, like, dressing up and being goofy and role-playing and stuff, so it just generally, even, like, bad Halloween... It's kind of like pizza, where bad Halloween movies are still, at least, like, Halloween movies versus bad Christmas movies. There's, like, a million terrible Hallmark movies and just, like, a whole thing around it and just, like, any other type of holiday theme I feel like is going to be pretty bad versus at least Halloween like they always have some level of entertainment to them. I have um, kind of a random question is Donnie Darko a Halloween movie? It showed up on the list when we we're searching for like best Halloween movies but so did like Ghostbusters but I think it might like the have a trick-or-treating scene or something yeah the it. Frank the Bunny costume is from a Halloween is, thing? Is okay. from trick-or-treating Okay, because I also haven't seen that movie in, like, a decade, and I don't... I remember it being a good one. I remember kind of being, like, ugh. Like, my eyes really I liked it when I was in high school. Um, I remember somebody's like, you'll understand it if I draw you this picture. And I was like... Did you understand it after they drew the picture? (laughs) They're like, this is what time does. It's like a loop. And I was like, no... (laughs) Look at this circle. Do you understand? I was like, no, that didn't help at all. Like, you could have just described that or like thrown it in the air. Like, I didn't need to draw you lots of pictures of things you wouldn't understand. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. Like a lot of people could. Um, Okay. That was something that I was like, is that Halloween? Can we count that as Halloween? I'm still trying to come up with what my favorite part of this movie was. If there's any. Of it that I would be like, yeah, that was like good. I have a cat. I have another point of nostalgic awe yes, that please. I experienced. Um, remember when Zippo lighters were the equivalent of phone flashlights? <laughs> Where like <laughs> he uses a Zippo lighter to like show his way around dark spaces. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the same way he... that you would now use a cell phone. And that's how he finds. That's how he like sets the whole thing in motion. Is yeah, and guys like lights a candle. The fact that no, he intentionally light lit the candle. He intentionally you could light yeah, because he was trying to impress the girl. He's like, I'm lighting this on fire. I'm answering <laughs> our host question. Don't be. <laughs> was he lying to her about his virginity? No, no Katie, because was, that's why it worked. It had to be. A he was trying to light the candle to impress the girl. Yeah, because he, he was being tough, and he's like, I don't care. Yeah, he, like, lit the candle because he wanted to be, like, contrary to his younger sibling who he didn't think needed to believe in stupid witch stories. Oh. And he's the cool kid from L.A. that isn't going to believe in, like, Salem spooky stories. Oh, yeah, he's cool Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but also lighting Zippo lighters on your pants is, I mean, it basically just makes all of the women around you immediately sploosh and want to date you, which is why she ended up dating him in the end. I'm oh. See, I've never experienced that. I've been doing that. it wrong all these years. <laughs> 
Me too. I need a zippo. I've never. I've you never... have to flick it open and line it on your pants. I can do that. Yeah. So I know a couple zippo tricks. I guess I've never seen anybody do that, so that is the reason you why I've never movie. just splooshed. And... I think I have some empty zippos upstairs. But it was like it was like. Do you want to try it? Well, I don't have any fluid, so you can't confirm oh. that it worked. I won't be able to light it. Yeah, because I it didn't work in the movie, but maybe in real life something would. But I mean, it worked on the girl in the movie. It did, but it also didn't work on his sister, thank God. Yeah, um, that would have been weird. That would have been really weird. So it's not foolproof. No. Okay. I mean, it doesn't make family members and also like sexual attraction to you. It was pretty shitty of his, like, seven-year-old sister to shame him for being a virgin in high school. Yeah. she. I mm-hmm. mean, she definitely acted mm-hmm. like she was older she was like, and had what? already been to, like, 20 before? people. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, like, that was a little dumb. Um, maybe what? it was supposed to be a joke. Maybe. Well, <laughs> it's hard to tell with this movie. <laughs> no, it was supposed to be like, I don't want my older brother to date people. I'm gonna like virgin shame him in front of a girl he's attracted to. I still think I like Beetlejuice better. I haven't seen Beetlejuice in too long. Guys, Nightmare Before Christmas. Guys, is probably my favorite. guys, I just bought Beetlejuice on DVD. So if you want to come over to my house we and watch, watch it on DVD, we should watch some Beetlejuice. And we'll do another podcast on Will Beetlejuice. Come please. Baby girl, can I have that? Hi. Baby girl, come here. <laughs> Leave it. She doesn't want to share that with but you. Yeah. No, Drop that's Luke's. She already ate Drop hers. It. It's not a game. Drop it. Everything's a game. No land, no stealing. What a brat. No stealing. Are you a little brat lady? You little gross brat lady. Can you make her talk again? Bark! Bark! (laughs) She's thinking about it. Bark! 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 I was going to make sure that everybody knew that we actually had a dog here and that we're not just talking to nobody. Nope. Well, they probably heard the. Bully sticks getting chewed the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Oh, whatever. It's cute. Is there any anything else you want to talk about with this movie, Karen? What's have... your favorite part? I already said the talking cat was my favorite part. Oh, there's a talking cat in the well, movie. Well, see, here's the thing part. about the talking cat. It's no Salem from Spring to the. I teenage. thought it was better. We've been through I thought this it was together. Better. We've been through I'm, this. I'm gonna we retrace this until we watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's also no Duffy. Anytime. That's my favorite. No from a talking cat. Sabrina. Um, we can watch Nightmare Before Christmas and Beetlejuice anytime you guys want. Come okay. in. Not Sabrina? I don't want to watch Sabrina. Oh, <laughs> so good. I'll watch Sabrina eventually. I just watched Clarissa. Mm. It's too much. Yeah. They're too close. I need to just chill on Melissa. That's a lot of before. MJH. Yeah, MJH. I don't know it, what Clarissa is. MJH, SJP, uh, NPH, uh, ABC, JGL, FDR, FDR, CBS. LBJ. LBJ. JFKC. Um, I think my favorite of all of those is JGL. J.R.R. Tolkien. D.I.A. No. No. JGL. Katie, back me up. J.B.L. What about what about J.T.? J.T.T. J.T.T. We need three. It's only three. So J.T.T. is okay. AT&T. Yes. No, AT&T is the worst. AT&T. I had to quit AT&T. You had to? I had to. Get on Verizon. I still have AT&T. Should I quit? No, I got on. I got on Google instead. Oh, okay. Because neither Verizon nor AT and T have cell phone, so cell phone service in my house. Eric Schmidt at all. I have I cell phone service. In your I house. mean, my phone works better than yours, so. I can't argue with that. Yeah. All right, I'll probably all just right. like fade out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I probably faded out like two minutes ago. Oh, yeah.
<laughs> and I do my outros on my own now, so you guys don't no. even need to bear with me for that. I hope we were. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, you can support us by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or telling your friends. We're also on Twitter at FunDipPod. Uh, Instagram is the same, though I'm pretty bad at updating the Instagram. I'm also on Facebook at FunDip and Cherry Coke, or you can send me an email at FunDipAndCherryCokePod at gmail.com. I think that's it. Until next time, bye. <laughs>